honestly, influence is in, in this culture is a, is a reward for putting your reps in. Yeah. Like you get influenced right, by, right. by doing the work, by showing up and, and fitting into the system that was here before you got here. Right. And learning the values of, of what's in place. Here. Otherwise, you're going to replicate the wrong culture. Exactly. And I think this is the big thing. When someone's coming to me and they're saying, I should do this, you're asking me to, to let you skip all the culture. Right. So whatever whoever follows you is going to be mimicking the wrong thing. Right. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Bible Leadership Podcast. My name is Mark Carter. You know, when I'm going to a place I haven't been before, I'd always prefer to have as many specific warnings and details as possible if someone's trying to give me directions. See, there's a difference between, hey, look for the rock that is shaped like an elephant, and when you get to the rock shaped like an elephant, watch out for the poison ivy on the south side of it, and I might need a guide to be with me to point that out. There's a difference between telling me the concept and actually showing me what could go wrong. That's what these 10 years into a church plant episodes are about. Of course, I think these leadership lessons apply to multiple contexts. So here they are again. Remember last week we said, focus on doing excellent work for Jesus, not the amount of likes you get. Number two, resist making promises to keep people happy. And here's the ones we're gonna discuss today. Number three, Get wisdom and coaching and vision. Number four, be slow to trust people who brag. Everybody starts at the bottom. Hey, let's jump back in with Pastor Brandon. Ten years into a church plant, avoid these mistakes. Let's go. Number three, get wisdom and coaching and vision. There's no like sexy way to say that. I mean, here's what I would just say. I think, you know, when we first started, I probably, when you step out and do something like plant a church, there's something you want to prove in a good way, hopefully a little bit. For in my case, I probably was too insistent of like, hey man, I've got to have the vision. I've got to have it right. I got to get the right answers. Seeking wisdom through the team is something I didn't do enough. Seeking out, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And it could have had anything to do with sermon planning. It could have had to do with we're making this decision about where we go. There's probably a piece of me that so was afraid that I need to protect my authority that I didn't invite other people into certain conversations just because I didn't think about it, that it would have just given me more options. And and I had very honoring people, so it wasn't like they were going to be weird about that, but their advice probably would have helped certain situations. Because the problem was with your own wisdom, that's the only only option on the table now. Mm -hmm. Instead of having five options, you just have the one that you concluded. And so Proverbs 11, 14, where there's no guidance, the people fall. But an abundance of counselors there is victory. I wish so bad I just would have asked people, how else might we solve this? This is what I'm thinking, but what about you? And we've just found over the years, there's so much more creativity. There's so much even just surprise things that like, oh, God just spoke to that person. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. There's so much advantage to even just feeling like I'm led through God through the people, not just through the Holy Spirit. I think that's just a maturity thing Mm -hmm. um, that I think it's it's just so much more healthy to be listening for some of those voices. Yeah, that's a, that's a big re- revelation for me. Even I feel like recently that I can I can bring people into, I can ask four or five people about a decision I'm thinking about and not have to feel like if I say, thanks for your input, I'm not going to do what you said. Yeah. Like I let them down or mm-hmm. I used to get in a fist fight every time we do, every yeah. time we do that. Yeah, that was a bloody time. Yeah, but it's gotten better. Yeah, so. they're better fighters. Yeah, we're all yeah. better. Actually. You don't land as many hits as it's before. It's scarier. Yeah. Plus, they bring bow staffs. <laughs> I think that's that's true. And I think also not just with decisions, but maybe even just how you're going to message things. So whether I'm going in for a conversation about, 
hey, I have to have a tough conversation about somebody. It mm-hmm. might be smart sometimes without, you know, betraying any confidentiality things. to be like, hey, this is what I have to say. How would you shape that? Especially for guys like me where I might be more inclined to, not because I want to, but just it's my personality. I might be a little more blunt and just having that advice on how are you going to handle this or before the congregation, hey, here's what you're trying to say, mm-hmm. but you might be forgetting about this kind of subcategory of people and they're going to need to hear this right now. Mm-hmm. And so that can just be so helpful. That so always you, helps. So you got wisdom, but then you've got coaching. So I need wisdom from other people, but I also need coaching. Um, coaching is about other people seeing what we can't see who are outside the organization. Dude, at the end of the day, there's group think. Like groups think alike and we need somebody on the outside to be like, Hey, here's what y'all look like, or hey, this is weird. You know, are you you're, you're not you're thinking this is super normal. I've been outside you. It's not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so you just need to think about that. And I've just found it super helpful, even when you have to pay for it. Whether you pay for it or you get, I, I think there's a couple kinds you can pay for it um, from some more experts. But there's even just other friends. You know, maybe ministry friends are a little bit older. You're like, hey, dude, I'll buy you coffee or I'll buy you, you know, breakfast or whatever. But give me feedback because there's just, dude, there's crap I don't see about me that I need somebody outside of us to be able to say. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And then finally, there, so we got wisdom, we got coaching, and then vision. And vision, I mean, this this is so potent that I didn't realize at first. I took responsibility on myself the first few years of the church plant that I had to give everybody vision. Mm-hmm. I had to go up to the mountain, talk to Jesus, bring down whatever he gave me, and then like, here's the vision. Now, there is a component of that. Now it's much more spread out with other people involved. But I didn't understand that I don't even need it to be our vision mm-hmm. to help people. So few years in, we started going to other churches that were a little bit bigger or way bigger than us, way beyond us. And I found if I can just get people to New Spring or I can just get people to Elevation, they'll get plenty of vision without me saying anything. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll get super excited. They'll come back. They'll work harder. Because why? Because now they're refreshed of like, oh, dude, God does amazing things. Yeah. Like, if I just, like, give myself to this, God's going to do something awesome. I don't know, B, you've been a part of that experience. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, I can confirm. I remember— being on some of those trips thinking, why on earth are we, are we here? We have like four people and this is New Spring. You know, like there's 20 people in the department that does my single job yeah. when we go to New Spring. There's 20 people in the, in the music department, so, or more probably. And, and re, you know, sitting down with people and, and trying to say, we, we would set up some meetings and, and I'd try and say, so who does the, like, is there a worship pastor that I can speak to? Well, which part of that job do you want to, like, yeah. there's a whole yeah. department for each function of what you do. And and I remember being on some of those trips, wondering how does this even relate? Like I, yeah, I have no idea what to go do based on what I've seen here, but it was really cool. Yeah, and I feel like I just got refilled and kind of kind of topped off and really energized. And the Lord was, you know, through through that time speaking a ton of um, just vision to me, right, 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 between me and the Lord. So. I definitely would. Yeah, it, that, I feel like that was kind of a, we stumbled into that discovery. And so there you get the, you kind of get the best of all worlds mm-hmm. because you're getting feedback, you're getting counsel, you're getting wisdom, you're having people that are outside of you saying, well, here's, here's maybe what you guys should think about. Yeah. And then you're just having the Holy Ghost say, I do amazing things. Yep. Like, don't quit limiting me with right, your faith. Because right. we all run into those kind of faith ruts of like, well— it's probably just going to be this for a while. Yeah. And we need our faith kind of refreshed and energized Super and revisioned. Yeah, for sure. So that's number one through three. B, what about number four? Number four is be slow to trust people who brag. And remember that everybody starts at the bottom. 
Yeah, this is a this is a bigger one for me. So, um, and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but I think it's really important, especially if you're going to lead anything where there's going to be people attracted to it. Here's just what I've regretted. I've regretted when people come up to to me and they're like, you know. I know most people start at the bottom, but I'm kind of a big deal. So can you just give me, put my hands in this kind of ministry? And it always triggers me to think back to Proverbs 27, no, 2, which is let another praise you and not your own mouth. Um, anytime someone's talking to me about them, it should be a little red flag because the mature trust God to raise them up. Mm. And in every case for me, I know Brandon's got a little different story, but in every case for me, they were nowhere near as good as they thought. Like even their ability to discern what is good wasn't that good. So um, I, I think I, I, I've come back to the principle of, dude, if you're really good, I'll notice. And I'm not saying we don't seek people out. I'm not saying that we don't give people a leg up from time to time. Or you, once you know they're actually that good, mm -hmm. then you give them certain things. But when I have no history with this person and they just tell me they're good— and that, like, I came from this place, and I was kind of a big deal. Okay, well, if you're really a big deal, and you're really spiritually a big deal, you won't mind, just like Jesus said in Luke 14, hey, how about you not exalt yourself so that you don't have to get humbled, and rather humble yourself so you can be exalted. Go to the last place of honor and let the Lord bring you up. Um, I think in every case, it would have saved me heartache, and honestly, it would have caused less confusion because now there's someone who's not really qualified to be doing what they're saying they need to do. I don't so know, B, good. how do you see it? It's so good, man. I love that. Um, yeah, I think I think the the idea, especially with musicians, there there are people that have come through that I honestly, I know from our first like five minutes of talking, you don't even need to do an audition. Yeah. But I'm really glad I've always kept that as the front door. Like you can't, everybody comes through the yeah. front door. You have to do an audition. Yep. And now we actually have a development process that it's like a five-week thing. Even after your audition, yeah. you're going to have to do some version of shadowing over the course of five weeks with somebody who's already doing the role. And the, the temptation right around week three is let's just, let's just skip the rest. Like you're good enough. By far, you're good enough. Just jump in. I and mean, I'm glad we've never done that because... Honestly, influence is in, in this culture is a, is a reward for putting your reps in. Yeah. Like you get influenced right. by, right. by doing the work, by showing up and, and fitting into the system that was here before you got here. Right. And learning the values of, of what's in place here. Otherwise, you're going to replicate the wrong culture. Exactly. And I think this is the big thing. When someone's coming to me and they're saying, I should do this, you're asking me to, to let you skip all the culture. Right. So whatever whoever follows you is going to be mimicking the wrong thing right you need it's not about your skill necessarily it's about i need to know that you're going to respond the right way that mm -hmm. we would respond in that kind of situation so i'm just encouraging leaders when, when you're building something you need people in high level positions to do it the way your organization does it mm -hmm. not confusing everybody by bringing in some different principles that maybe they learned somewhere else mm -hmm. but that's just not you guys yeah there's a different culture coming coming with them in that in yeah. that scenario one of the things that comes to mind too for musicians with me is some of the time I've been convicted that the brag persona, the the kind of arrogance or, or self-confidence that I'm picking up on in our first talk, um, I'm glad I didn't say no for the Lord based on that one conversation. Yeah. Or like say no too early. Because what's true in some cases is they really are really good. Yeah. And they're communicating that in a way that's very confident and and truthfully just fine. It just my Christian ears hear that as like arrogance. And, yep. Um, and if I'm honest, sometimes I, I, I accidentally judge that. Yeah. Um, but if I slow down and just remember, okay, if there is arrogance, if there is a brag kind of self, 
you know, confidence that that the Lord would would shave off and and refine in them. Probably it's at least partly my responsibility to shepherd them through that, and it's an honor for me to get to do that. And it always always really has been. So. Yeah, for sure that makes sense. So it's not that when someone comes and tells you that they're kind of good, mm-hmm. you're like, no, you probably suck. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not that's not what we're saying. Right. We're saying they might actually be that yeah. good, but they don't get to be given something right away. They have to start at the bottom, just like Jesus taught. And so the conversation can just go, hey man, awesome. If you're really that good, that that can be tremendously valuable for us. But we're going to have a we'll see perspective about it. So let's start you here because even if you are that good, there's just cultural norms that are not in you yet. Mm-hmm. And we need to get it in you. Plus, I'm not super confident after all these years that people are really all that um, – I don't under, I don't know that people really understand their giftedness sometimes as much as they think they do. Mm-hmm. So they'll think they're really good at X and they're really more good at M. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but that won't be seen until we give them more things to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and another another piece of advice. So if you're starting at the bottom and you're you're taking the last seat and you're you're putting your reps in, be be reminded that the spiritual gift of critique is not a thing. <laughs> So you might tell me have, about that. Pete, yeah, you might have seen that a lot. Yeah, you might have some perspective on on how something could be better, <laughs> and that's great. Yeah, for me at least, you get the right to really speak into that's an that earned thing after you've yes. yeah you've you've carried some boxes for a bit. You've yep. loaded the trailer. You've you've shown me that you can sweat, that you can hustle. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's a relational trust thing. Yes, you've I like the way you said it. You've earned the right to be able to do that. And just to clarify, we've looked. We've looked all throughout the Bible through all the lists of spiritual gifts. We checked. There is not a critique gift. <laughs> critique. Like, that's not real. Right. That's proof that you can be judgmental or that you're opinionated or that you're arrogant. Yeah. So if you start a sentence with, well, here's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> and, and j- j- you know, just to be serious, it's not that there's not validity to some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. There is, mm-hmm. but you need to, dude, you need to become a part of the tribe so that I trust your hearts, so that I know, you know, who you are versus... When you're coming in, hey, I'm smart and people need to get it, um, that's that's just not going to go well, is, is what we've found. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed hanging out with Pastor Brandon and I. If you've got thoughts about this, don't be afraid to leave a comment at BibleLeadership.com on the post page. And if this was helpful to you, don't forget to leave a review. And remember that sharing the podcast goes a long way toward helping other Christian leaders find it. So don't miss an opportunity to share it with people you think who might be interested. If you haven't been to BibleLeadership.com lately, go ahead and check out some of the swag and some of the new digital downloads that are on there right now if you want to support the BLP. And speaking of support, Thank you so much to those of you who support the BLP through Patreon. If you're interested in becoming a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash Bible leadership. Anything you pledge goes a long way toward helping us create more digital resources to help people grow as spiritual leaders. We are believing God for big things and we couldn't do it without you. All right, my friends. Now, don't forget, you don't need to be perfect to lead. Just lead toward the perfect Savior, Jesus Christ. He knows you're inadequate to lead, but he is adequate to lead through you. Find ways to avoid pointing to yourself so you can point to him even more. It won't be long, and we're going to see him face to face. Lead strong today.